Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Please take your seats this morning in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Please let me look to your neighbor to the left and to the right and tell them, neighbor, you're welcome to church. Say, neighbor, I love you. Say, neighbor, I truly love you with the love of the Lord. Say, neighbor, don't doubt my love for you because I really do love you. I just love you. I love you anyhow. I love you, Skata. I love you, Badje. I love you, Danu. <laughs> Come on, put those hands together for Jesus. This morning is a month of love, relationship, and marriage. This morning, praise God. And we are going to be talking about love, relationship, and marriage, praise God. So if you're beside your husband or your, or your wife, once I say something striking, just tap them and say, can you hear? Can you hear? But if you're single, just embrace your singleness. Praise God. You will get there in Jesus' name. Or if you're beside somebody you're trying to, you know, talk to, hallelujah, praise God, amen, 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 just use style, you know, to, you know, and just say, hello, praise God, are you here this morning, all right, let's look into God's word, praise God, Genesis chapter 2, we just take that as a text so, to substantiate our discussion this morning, praise God. Genesis chapter 2 from 18 to 25. If you're there, say yes, I'm there. If you're not there, say wait for me. So we have a few wait for me, praise God. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Hadam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord, man, the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now. I want to say this is now. I can't hear you say this is now. This is now the bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. The Lord bless his word in Jesus' precious name. Can you say a believing amen? Glory to God. I want to choose... For a title this morning, 10 Reasons Why Marriages Fail. 10 Reasons Why Marriages Fail. If you're watching online, please, I need you to give us your rapt attention this morning. Praise God. All right. Lord, we ask that you would anoint your word in the name of Jesus. Let the entrance of your word give light. Give us instruction. Give us illumination in the name of Jesus. We ask that you will speak to us in the way only you can in the name of Jesus. Touch marriages, touch every life in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus. My church says a loud amen. And just say the loud amen. According to the American Psychological Association, approximately 40 to 50% of forced marriages end in divorce. 40 to 50 percent of first marriages, first marriages end in divorce. 
while 60 to 67 percent of second marriages end in divorce. So what, what it means is that if you have a first marriage and then you move into a second marriage, statistics have proven or shows that it is likely that that second marriage, you know, I mean, this is statistics, this is not God's word, praise God. In Nigeria, 60% of marriages fail within the first three years. So if you have 10 people get married, what it means is that in the next three years, six of them will no longer be married. This is statistics. Now the question therefore is why do marriages fail? God wants us to have a blast to enjoy our marriages. He did not design our marriages to be endured. He designed our marriages to be enjoyed. I heard a story of someone who got back home from church, you know, and then started carrying his wife and started dancing, you know, dancing, dancing and all of those. And the wife said, what happened? Did you win lottery? He said, no. Did pastor preach about, you know, prosperity in church? He said, no. Did you get a promotion at work? He said, no. How come you are now excited and rejoicing and carrying me? He said, the pastor taught us that when we get home, we should carry our burdens with joy. So the woman has literally become a burden to the man. So he went home and did as the man of God has instructed. Are you here this morning? You are carrying your bodies with joy. That is not the mind of God. That can never be the mind of God because the God we serve is not a wicked God. It says, whatsoever things are beautiful, are lovely. Philippians 4, 8. He wants us to enjoy. He that freely gave us all things to enjoy. He gives us all things freely to enjoy. Somebody tell you, say, neighbor, God gave you that relationship. God gave you that marriage for the purpose of enjoyment. Glory to God. So, number one reason why marriages fail is lack of preparation. Lack of preparation. In Luke 14, 28, show me the scripture. Luke 14, 28. Luke 14, 28. It says, supposed one of you wants to build a tower, will he not first sit down and estimate the cost? In other words, he will sit down and do a budget analysis and examine what he or she wants to do, what he or she wants to venture into to see if he has enough money to complete it. Next verse. For if he lays the foundation... And is not able to finish it. Everyone who sees it will ridicule him. Saying, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. But before you say amen, you need to understand how to keep your marriage. How to have a long-lasting marriage. Lack of preparation. It says you must sit down first. A lot of singles hoping or planning to get married are not well prepared for marriage. They are just excited about marriage. They are excited about the things that marriage holds. In fact, some are excited that they now have access or license to sex anytime they want it. And that that blinds them from the reality of marriage based on God's word. Glory to God. The glory to God. 
A lot of people, a lot of singles are not prepared for marriage. In 2 Chronicles 27, 6, the Bible says, says, Jotam became great because he prepared his ways before the Lord. So greatness comes in the place of preparation. So if you want a great marriage, you have to prepare for that great marriage because nothing happens by chance or by happenstance or by coincidence. You have to be deliberate, determining in your mind that I want to have a great marriage and take the efforts, the required efforts to make that marriage work. Glory to God. It's a saying that if you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. So if you're failing to plan or to prepare for your marriage, what you're doing in essence is that you're preparing yourself for failure. That will not be your position in Jesus' name. What we see most times is that a lot of people pay attention to the wedding. Forgetting that the wedding is a one-off event. The marriage is a lifelong activity. The wedding marks, marks 12 hours. That's if you did everything the same day. So you're taking maybe a month to prepare for something that you can be in for over 70 years, 80 years. Glory to God. Say glory to God. The best time to prepare for marriage is when you're single. Because marriage comes with its own challenges, ups and downs, which can be overwhelming. So if you get into the marriage without being prepared for it, you find out that you literally entered one chance. And sometimes it's too late to start preparing in the marriage. Of course, you can learn and grow in the marriage, but if you prepare better for the marriage, you have less issues. Even those that are prepared still are having issues. Glory to God. Say glory to God. One of the ways to show that you are serious about a subject matter is that you have at least read five books on that subject matter. If you're serious about your finance, you know that you are in a bad place financially. You are serious about prosperity. You need to have at least read five books about prosperity. If you are serious about your business, you want to take your business to the next level, you need to have at least read five books. You need to read five books about that business. If you're serious about your relationships, maybe you always have bad relationships and you want to make it better, you need to plan to read at least five books about that endeavor. The same way, if you're serious about your marriage, you need to at least, before you get married, read five books to get knowledge because there are things that people have gone through that you have no business going through. When you're going to get married, I read a few books. My wife also read several books. And the books doesn't have to be every book, like 300 pages. No. One of the books that I read that changed my mindset about marriage, that I learned a lot from, was a book by Reverend Albert Oduwole. I'm telling you, less than 30 pages. I love myself, but that book changed my life. So you need to read to get knowledge from those who have gone ahead. Because that's how you learn. You learn by knowledge. Glory to God. Please, if you have any single person inside, please ask them how many books have you read about marriage. Some people are getting married this year, next year. They've never attempted to even read a book about marriage. When we're going to get married, we're going from mentors to mentors. 
My wife is here. She can bear me witness. We're going from mentors to mentors. Sir, give us. I remember when to see my um, mentors. We, we spoke to them. They had a session with us. That's aside from the marriage counseling that lasted for several months. Intense teachings on marriage. We went to our pastors. They spoke to us, had sessions with us. I went, I, we left Ibadan, went to Lagos. Pastor Victor Adeyemi's wife in their house and Rev, Rev. Victor Adeyemi, we went to their house. They spoke to us. They gave us different tips. So that when you get married, when some things happen, you can reflect and be like, oh, I heard this before. Does anybody hear what I'm saying this morning? Ah, this thing looks familiar. It's not a strange terrain. That's the importance of, of getting knowledge, of getting mentors who have gone ahead of you. Let me tell you something. If you see anyone who has, see, you have not escaped this thing until you've been married for 10 years. Research has shown that stability in marriage starts from after 10 years. So if you can survive 10 years, so there's a high chance that you will thrive because marriages break within in five years, in seven years, eight years. Are you hear what I'm saying? Are you here this morning? Are you scared now? You don't want to get married again. Praise God. I say praise God. Do you know that even as somebody who has been married for over 11 years, do you know that I still read books on marriage? Do you know that? I'm telling you. I still read books. I bought a book two years ago. That book is like this. I read half. I got tired. I said, ah, I don't have any issues with my marriage. Why am I stressing myself? Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing. So the fact that you are having a great marriage right now does not mean that you still cannot keep reading. And keep building. Sometimes I go to YouTube and listen to authorities in marriage just to, you know, improve and get better because there's a skill to be a husband. Ah, there's a skill. Husbandry can be learnt. Is there anything like that? There's a skill to be a wife. I'm going to show you from God's word. To be a husband is, is a skill that can be learnt. It cannot be imparted. Receive the grace for husband. You learn it is a skill. <laughs> Glory to God. Number two, why marriages fail? Lack of understanding of God's love. Lack of understanding of God's love. Let me say this here. There are three expressions of love. There's what we call the filio. F-E-E-L-I-O. Filio. That is friendship love. That's the love that exists between, you know, my friendship. You know, you get what I'm saying? Oh, my friend. Oh, you know, we're not dating, but we are friends. That's filio. Number two is eros. Eros is romantic love. Sexual love. That you see them, you feel like grabbing them. Literally. It's romantic love. It's sexual love. Sensual, sexual. <laughs> Glory to God. The next one, which is the last one, is agape love. Someone say agape. Then they say agape you. Agape you. Amen. It's God's love. Unconditional love. A successful marriage cannot be powered by filial or heroes alone. Every great and lasting marriage is powered by agape. And I'm going to show you from God's word, 1 Corinthians 13, the attributes of agape. Because sometimes people get married with excitement. They're excited. They feel like they love this person. And they get married and they are wondering in their mind, what's going on here? I thought I loved this person. You know, there's excitement. 
you know there's butterflies in your in your belly oh you write out poems when you were dating you go and check on her visit her then when you're going home she accompanies you to your gates you, to the to the streets then you accompany her back again then you say bye they say no i will accompany you again how many of you you, you you've been there before so my hand is up ah when i go to cpm she say baby come and go i say i will go i will go As in, you just want to let us build the tabernacles here let's just be here you just love their 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 you feel like just grabbing their breasts you feel like just you know kissing them there's arrows operative in your life you want to just suck their lips sorry do you get what i'm saying this is february so you know how it is we say it as it is do you get what i'm saying and if you're here you have somebody that you are dating that you've never felt that way before them you are in a wrong relationship you've never felt like grabbing them and you've not imagined all kinds of styles you've not you know when you are single different things come to your mind you think that you you have pictured that in the kitchen you just you just be cooking you just come from there and say Kaya, ka, ka, ka. that's what comes to your mind when you get married arrows will disappear you will look for it you will not find it that makeup that you love when you get married that makeup will be the constant cause of fight because you're saying ah, we are late what's going on say and then they are done making up you're already late they are still dancing oh uh, are wondering ah. first corinthians 13 let me show you agape love wake up and smell the coffee your eyes will clear ah your eyes will tell me what your eyes will clear let's start from verse verse 3 verse 3 verse 4 verse 4 agape love love is patient now this is this is vague show me new kjv new kjv did you see it love says say, love read it now you are afraid it's god's word it's not me one two ready read love suffers long long so when we are talking about long suffering it means that when you are suffering long that you are love you are in love that's when the love just started so if you want to marry somebody the question is can you suffer for long ask yourself that question is this love suffers long so if you love someone you must be willing to suffer long there are bad habits you will suffer long you will feel it you will cry you will want to pack your load and leave the house then you are in love it's God's word you will suffer long so that is an attribute. How many of you here, your husband, you've been talking about the same thing for the past 11 years. They are not, they've not changed. They don't have plans to change. After 20 years, I will still be farting. As in, I will be farting. There is, my wife, she just say, hey, hey, it is a part of the package. You will suffer long. We are in love. Abby, because when you hear love, what comes to people's mind is wow, going on a date, you know, flowers, you know, Valentine is coming. There are some Valentines that you, you both to be at home. You'll be looking at yourself. This day is bad. I could know. 
is suffering. <coughs> See? You both will be encouraging yourself. Ah, it is where a baby. See, it is where a baby. Next, love is kind. What does it mean to be kind? It means to be generous. To put people ahead of you. To sympathize and empathize with people. Love is kind. It is kindness that makes you open the door for your wife to go in. It's kindness. A lot of Nigerian men, including myself, we are not kind. It's when you are dating them, you want to make impressions. You're doing everything. You know, you're doing everything. You open the door. You know, you, you just want to make them feel loved. But when you get married to them, like you say, oh, Benny. Benny, one one local get out. Love is kind. If you have your husband, you tell them, be kind to me. Be kind to me. He singles that their voice will be loud. Bloody singles. Is their voice that will be loud. Say, be kind to me. Be kind. Kindness can even make you get a husband. Be kind to sisters in church. Be kind to brothers in church. You see a brother wearing the same shoe three Sundays. Come next Sunday, buy them a shoe. They will speak well of you to somebody who needs a wife. Be kind. Say, be kind to me. Be kind to me. Love does not envy. Love does not envy. If your wife is any more than you, what's the big deal? Your husband is any more than you, what's the big deal? You are not trying to prove a point. I want to have my own money. I want to have my own money. You are in subtle pride and envy. Subtle. Ah. Because you've not, you've not detached yourself from your mom's experience. Because she didn't work. And your dad treated her bad. So you came into marriage with the mindset that, ah, no grief for any man, no. I must have my money. You don't know that life happens. God forbid, you have, God forbid, you have a sickness and you cannot move your body. You work like that. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Love is not arrogant. Next. You know, there are people that are so arrogant. They are unteachable. They are set in their own ways. You tell them, do this. They say, no, no, you can't talk to me any half. You can't talk to me any half. As a man, the day you hack the house, you lost your respect. They are pulling your beards. You are you are hungry. You have to pull your beard closer. Say pull it. You that's what you signed for. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked. Did you see that? Let me have the message translation. First Corinthians 13, 5. Love doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first. Me first. You put your spouse ahead of yourself. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. And whilst I like the idea of ladies, most especially, keeping diaries. You know diaries? Dear diary. You know diary? You see, that diary you're keeping can be what would destroy your marriage. 
Because love does not keep record of sins. Ah, it hurts me. 16th April. 2019. Four minutes, four hours, four nineteen twenty-eight seconds. Next. Verse 6. Verse 6. Doesn't revel when others grovel. Takes pleasure in the flowering. Let's go back to our KJV, please. Or new KJV. New KJV. Does not rejoice in iniquity. I told you. I told you. I told you don't put your money in that investment. You put your money in the Ah. I mean, of you here, your spouse made a decision that impacted on both of you. Maybe they, they lost money, or maybe you told them and you saw it. And as a man, you need to understand that women are very intuitive. So when they say don't do something, sometimes they have no logical explanation for it it's just intuitive they just pick it baby that lady i think she likes you be careful with her you better believe because they know how to trace themselves say but my she where the way that lady you are like, no, no, you are naive. They are telling you, does not rejoice in iniquity. See, I, I warned you, you now rub it in very well. You rub it in. Think I'm buying so machine. You don't listen. You don't listen. Me, I saw it. I saw it. I, and I told you, you are rejoicing in iniquity. That's not love but rejoices in the truth. Next verse. Next verse. Verse 7. Bears all things. Ah, you will bear things. You will bear things. Believes. How does that even sound to you? Say, say where were you yesterday night? I was... You know, <laughs> ah, well, yesterday night, women, fear woman. So, well, yesterday night, say, I was, I was at work. <laughs> say, okay, so it's fine. You were at work, right? Say, yes, I was at work. Okay, trust me. They know where you were. You were hanging out with your friends. Believes all things. How many of you here people have been, they've crafted lies for you. You know that is a lie. Anybody like that? I'm just looking at them like, <laughs> they play. They play. Believes all things, endures all things, endures all things. Let me say this to you the person closest to you is the person that will hurt you the most. Your wife will probably, or your husband, or your fiance, or your fiance, or your fiance will be the ones that will likely hurt you the most. Things that others would do that you just you know, overlook it. When they do it, you'll be like, wow, you did that. See, you must learn to practice advanced forgiveness. Before they offend you, forgive them ahead, in advance. Ah, people will hurt you. Believes all things, endures all things. Next verse. 
Next verse. Love never fails. Love never fails. True love, agape love, does not stop loving. Does not stop loving. Even adultery can be forgiven. It's like, oh, really? Some of you in your mind, there's riots in your mind. You're like, ah, <laughs> Pastor, all you've been saying since, I agree. But this one, don't even go there. Even adultery can be forgiven. If the person is remorseful, and you know truly that it was, just, it was a mistake. Love forgives. Those are laughing at the singles. Those who are married, they are processing it. They cannot laugh. They are trying to like... <laughs> they are trying to picture themselves in... <laughs> Come marry. Romans 5 5. The love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. For you to walk in God's love, you must be submitted to the Holy Spirit. He's the one who helps you to demonstrate and express the love of God. All these things I've shared, does it look achievable? humanly no you have to rely on a power that is superior to your own power that's why you need the holy spirit praise god say praise god number three why marriages fail lack of understanding of your partner's love language. As simple as this is, is a reason why head of marriages don't work. You don't love people on your own terms. You love people on their own terms. You are not the one that decides how you will give love to people. It's the person you are trying to love that should determine how you will give the love to them. So that's the reason a man will buy a car for his wife. And she would be saying things like, you don't even love me. And the man is like, <laughs> are you playing? I don't love you. I bought you a car. I don't love you. I sent you on, on holiday to the US or to the UK. Ah, you must be joking. Then the man gets offended. You, and you have to understand the language of a woman. If a woman is saying that you don't love me, She's not saying that you don't love me. She's saying that love me now. I've missed your love. You don't used to love me as you used to. They are not saying that you don't love them. Guys, are you getting sense? And ladies too, please just say what you want sometimes and just help us say you should know men they don't they don't always know touch me like this say it say you should know how will he know how will he know that you like it amen i said amen there are five basic love languages. Number one is acts of service. So there are people who how they receive love is by showing them acts of service, by helping them do things. So if, if you have a husband or a wife like that, 
you will, you will be willing to do things for them. You will run errands for them. You will show up for them. You will help them with things. Glory to God. Say glory to God. The next one is words of affirmation. There are spouses who just... And this also applies to a dating relationship. Are you with me this morning? Because there are, there are ladies or there are men who just want you to just say, I appreciate you, thank you, you are a good man, you know, you know I mean, you, you do a lot, you know. You, that's all they need. If you keep doing that, they'll keep doing more. Words of affirmation, thank you for making this happen. I mean, I really appreciate you. You are a great man. You know, I never regretted marriage. I mean, things like that. And there are women like that too. Words of affirmation. The next one is quality time. Spend time with them. Talk to them often. There are some women that quality time irritates them. Like, why are you using you your colleague? Mushi, mushi, colleague. Go, go, and find something to do now. Anybody like that here? Don't worry, don't, worry, don't raise your hand. Okay, Sapeno is, is humble enough to raise her hand. When I started dating my wife, they ah, when you call, she said, calling. You call too much. I'm like, ah. I meeting one, one, you called, you, I think you called too much. Ah. But I had to now, I now got angry. I got, I now, instead of calling, maybe I call five times, I now call once. Because it is bitterness. They've, they've rubbished your ego. You now want to throw tra- tantrum. There are some, they, they, they just want to, just don't be too close to them. Just check on them once in a while. Hello, how are you? And don't talk too much. Hello, how are you? Just checking on you. They, they will appreciate it. When you are on the call for so long, it will be irritating them. Like, ah, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. They're already getting bored. Like, they are like, ah, Shogunlayeni, what? Is it, by, is it by force to be in love? And there are some men who will be calling 25 miscalls, 30 miscalls. Wait, see, happen. Glory to God. Quality time. Number four, gifts. As some ladies, it's just gifts. Just give them gifts. They don't need your quality time. They don't need it for anything. They don't need anything. Just be servicing them. Gifts. Tomorrow, send gifts. Send flower. Tomorrow, send. Most ladies like that, they're actually like content queens. They say, oh, they just do video. They arrive on the video. Oh, you will, some of you, this Valentine, you will regret that you are single, I'm telling you. They'll say, ah, oh, they'll just, the way they do the video, they, they are doing it so that you can be pained. They just want gifts. They don't care. Don't even call me. She must send the gifts. Not that they are materialistic. That's just their wiring. Praise God. Not that, they are, not that all of them are materialistic, because there are some that are actually materialistic. So you must understand. The last one, the last love language is physical touch. Physical touch. Some people just, you know, hug them. You know, when you're going out to them, hold them by. How many of you, you've tried to hold your girlfriend by that? She's like, People will be seeing that with you. Talk to me, guys. Please talk to me. Don't let me feel like I'm on my own. Am I talking? But there's some people that you order, they, they, hold, they hug you. I'll be waiting for you. Physical touch. Once you're outside like this, just touch them. Rub their head. They have beards. Pull their beards. For the married ones. Even for the singles, you can still practice physical touch in a holy way. Just touch them, oh baby, sorry. And let it end there. Because I know that some of you here, in this generation, you can't tell some ladies or some guys that some things are wrong. 
they will look at you and they are like, <laughs> they play. Let me, let me just drop this. Is it wrong to sleep in your boyfriend's house? Is it wrong? Talk to me. Is it wrong? Wait. Is it wrong? Is it a sin? Mm -mm. Is it a sin? Listen to me. Is it a sin? It's not a sin. Is it wrong? Is it wrong? There's confusion in the camp. Is it wrong? How many of you came, you came for your boyfriend's house this morning? No, <laughs> it's okay. Let's not embarrass you. Is he wrong? Yes. The camp is right. Is he wrong? Yes. Is he a sin? Yes. Is he a sin? Yes. We'll touch that next Sunday. We'll touch that next Sunday. You know that. Listen, 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 listen. Why do we say that? Is it wrong to kiss your the person you're dating? Is it wrong? Is it wrong? <laughs> I want kisses. Is it wrong? Is it wrong? Is it wrong to kiss in a relationship? Is it wrong? Is it a sin? Can kisses association of Nigeria? Is it wrong? Don't we'll touch that next Sunday. Praise God. But what I'm saying today is I speak your partner's love language. Some of you, it's been long you touched your husband. Go and start touching them. It's been long you bought them gifts. Go and buy them gifts. It's been long you did act of service. Go and start doing that. Our God, Jesus Christ of he went about doing good. Go and do good. Love them the way they want to be loved. Amen? Say the amen. It was, it was C.D. Jakes who said that we are begging singles not to have sex. We are begging the married, have sex, have sex. As a paradox. Speak your partner's love language. Hmm. Let me see. Oh. Uh, Time is going on, running fast. Number four, I'm going to stop here because of time. Number four, why marriages fail? Lack of compliance with the scripture. Show me Ephesians 5. Husband, love, Ephesians 5, 25. Ephesians 5 from 25. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word, 27. That he might present her blameless, Present her to himself, a glorious should not have any spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but as she should be holy and without blemish. Verse 28. So, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Next verse. No one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. Verse 30. For we are, I'm looking for where it says, husband, love your wives. Wives, submit to your own husbands. Let me, let, let, I, want to, I want us to see that. Go there. 
Let's start from maybe 21. Yeah? Say, nevertheless, let each of you impart Submit, no. Okay, let's start from here. Submit to one another in the fear of God. Next verse. Next verse. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. So, he said to the wife, he said, wives, submit to your own husbands. Husband, love your wives. He spoke to both of them at the point of their weaknesses. God never addressed the woman saying to her, woman, love your husband. He didn't say that to her. He says to the woman, wives, submit. The major problem of women in marriage is submission. <laughs> you can argue it anywhere in the world. This is the Bible. The greatest problem of a woman is submission. The greatest problem of a man is love. A man can love different people. That's the reason you will see a man having three, four, five wives. It's hard to find that you see. And he loves those wives equally. Of course, he will have favorites. But he loves them, shows them. Anybody, you get what I'm saying? Because men are logical beings. A man can be sleeping with you and he doesn't love you. But if a woman tells you, I love you. Ah, she really does. But the problem of a woman is submission. And that's why it's so important that you must choose carefully. Because whoever you choose to get married to, you must submit to them. You have that spiritual responsibility to submit to them. Let me give you an example. Do you know that there can be the same activity but different interpretation? For example, what we call breakfast in bed, right? If a man serves a woman breakfast in bed, like she's lying down on the bed and then he brings her food, she sees it as love. If a woman serves a man breakfast in bed, he sees it as respect. If a man is done eating his meal, and then the woman packs the plates. The man sees it as respect. Yeah? If a woman is done eating and the man decides to help her pack the plate, she'll say, oh, oh. she sees it as love. So, you, you have to be very smart. Especially for those who are married. To understand that when you stand with a woman, when you stand with a man, shoulder to shoulder, your beauty begins to depreciate in his eyes. That's why they say that behind a successful man. So, when you are side by side with a man, he sees you as a competition and a threat and he's trying to, you know, men like competition. So he's trying to see how he will subdue you. How he will punish you. How he will make you feel like he's the man in the house. So his antenna is raised. He wants to be defensive. His ego steps in. Like, ah, that's, that's the reason you cannot be saying to your husband, you are stupid. You this stupid man. It is, you are very, very, 
you are an idiot. Oh, yakasuta labaya. See, as a woman, the moment you go that route, the man sees no good in you again. See, all he's waiting for, all he's waiting for is just to probably maybe end the marriage or something. But the moment you are praising the man, the moment you, you regard him, if you can't speak to him, you get someone that can speak to him. You respect him. You honor him. So the Bible says that Sarah, you know, called Abraham Lord. She called, that's the old idea. Called him master. Not that, you know, a man is superior, you know, to a woman. No. But you see, honor to a man is so important to the man. Respect. Let me tell you something. If you honor a man, if you respect a man, there is nothing in this world you can't get him to do. Nothing. I'm telling you. It will literally <laughs> go out of his way to do anything for you. And the same thing up where men is concerned. Men find it hard to love. Forget all those ones that I say, I love you, I love you, I love you. So the, the wiring. If we follow the scripture, we stand the chance of having great marriages. Husband, he says, you will sanctify her with the washing of the water by the word. So you are going to use the word of God to cleanse her, to make her into that woman that you want her to be. So a man is, is like a is like it's, it's going to nurture the wife. You nurture her. So even if I'm called into ministry, okay, and maybe I have someone who is not so called into ministry, as an example now, I can nurture her. That's why it is called husband. From the word husbandry, it's like a farming. Um, what's the word now? Register. So you are literally grooming the woman, grooming her, raising her, molding her, nurturing her. Ah, no, you don't talk like that. No, don't do this. Do this way. No, 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 no. That's not. Take this book. Read it. That's a man not chose a woman. So if you. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hmm. Somebody's thinking, ah, I'm not sure I got you right, so. I'm not sure I got it right too. <laughs> I, I, I think I made the wrong choice. With the help of the Holy Spirit, with prayers and intercession, things can still align. Things can still align. We can have great marriages. In fact, God is in the business of making all things to work together for good. He wants us to have beautiful marriages. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I've shared that many points. For there are six more points. I think I'll just continue next week Sunday because of time. We're going to be having a lot of interactive sessions in this month. Praise God! Make sure you know you you are in church. Make sure you invite a friend. Make sure you invite a colleague to be a part of this. Praise God! Father, we thank you. 
I speak, I speak peace into every marriage, every relationship in the name of Jesus. I declare peace be still. I ask, Lord, for illumination into every heart in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' precious name. We have prayed. Somebody say, believe in amen. All right, put those hands together for Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show or Shibetsu podcast. Like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibeso or at Gracemade NG.